0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to 3 Point Perspective, the podcast about illustration, how to do it, how to make a living at it, and how to make an impact in the world with your art. I'm Jake Parker. I'm Lee White.
1: And I'm Will Terry. And all three of us are professional illustrators. We've all worked for all the major publishers in the business. Together, we publish somewhere around 75 children's books, and we've all taught illustration at university art programs.
2: Yep. Each week we come at you guys with listener questions and fantastic illustrator interviews. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we argue, but each time you learn something brand spanking new.
0: All right, Lee, you had a little bit of trivia you wanted to go just, just share a with factoid,
2: us. Little factoid, that I noticed. So I was working the other day. And I got my, I got my Pandora going in the background, right in my little speaker. Yeah, and that's like am, that's
1: like so ten years ago. Pandora, I, I, I never like switched to Spotify.
2: <laughs> what do you guys listen to? How do, I mean, Spotify. Do you, yeah, I know Spotify. You a freaking thing. I switched <laughs> to Spotify, but I didn't like the mixes it was giving me.
0: Oh, it's a burn. No, so Pandora my, does have good <laughs> a good DJ.
2: I mean, it learned it learned. It's got a great DJ. So speaking of DJ, so I'm listening to a Run DMC station. Yeah. And it's playing, you know, everything around that genre or whatever. And I realized that back then, so what, what, when was Run DMC? That was like uh, late 80s. Yeah. Um, early 90s, maybe even. It's sort of transitionary tricky to rocker, period. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, there was a huge problem with sucker MCs. Mm-hmm. And we don't mm-hmm. have that problem anymore. So when you are upset about your life, realize that somehow sucker MCs have been taken care of. Because every song mentioned a sucker MC. <laughs> Everyone, I mean, there was like 10 songs in a row that was talking about the Sucker MC act. Do you ever hear about Sucker MCs anymore?
0: <laughs> I honestly, right. I have not even encountered a Sucker MC in the last 20 years.
2: They're gone. They're but always there trying was to a, bite your style. Oh
0: there was a trying, homeless guy that was <laughs> mumbling to to something you. about them.
2: <laughs> they're trying to step to you, trying to take whatever you got. <laughs> they're
1: trying to step to you.
2: And uh, yeah, yeah, we've totally eradicated <laughs> Sucker MCs. So... Just try to point out a little bright spot in society.
0: That's true. Look how far we've come as a society. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, um, thank you for that, Lee. I wanted to talk to you guys about, um, art challenges Mm -hmm. and ask you, number one, tell you we're at the tail end of inktober here. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think this one, this podcast lands just at the, the very end of inktober. Um, and it was it was a good year lots of engagement lots of involvement you know well over a million posts posted on instagram i hit it hard last year i just was so burnt out that i tried to i tried to do tried to do it and i couldn't i just couldn't i didn't have the creative juices left to like do october mm-hmm. after you know launching and running that kickstarter and delivering that book and all that stuff but this year I was like, "Let's do it." I've got an idea. I'm going to go for it, and I made the mistake of uh, doing a super detailed drawing the first day, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, "Well, I gotta, I gotta up, I gotta up it the next day." And every day I was trying to do like right, more right. detailed, more powerful, until I was just—I you know, honestly was spending like four hours on uh, on October drawing. Which when I started this challenge in 2009 it wasn't supposed to take over your life. It was supposed to be this thing that you just kind of do on the side, you know, a half hour, maybe an hour at the end of the day, or maybe you start your day or a lunch break or something like that. But even for me, I'm just like, well, if I'm going to do October, like it's going to be, I'm going to go all in on it. And I essentially for 16 straight days was illustrating like a book, (laughs) right? Um, And then... I knew this was coming. I knew this was going to happen at the beginning of the month. We sort of, we got, my wife has been having health problems and she had to have surgery. We didn't know when it was going to happen. And then we got uh, notified that the surgery was going to happen mid October. And so I was like, well, I'll try and finish as much as I can. Maybe I'll get ahead a little bit and try to Mm -hmm. post stuff during the, the week of the surgery and then come, come back to it. And, um, and that was my whole plan was like to do two a day, but I never, I never quite got there. And that week of the, um, of the surgery, which was, which was last week, I, you know, it, even, I even brought like paper with me to the waiting room to like draw, but I realized like you can't be creative under the, that kind of stress, like, right. You there's there's no being creative in a waiting room <laughs> at a hospital I agree. and so i was like you know i was like you know what? i'll do it tomorrow but that stress kind of stays in your system for a few days mm-hmm. and then pretty soon you know I'm, I'm taking care of my wife i'm taking care of the household doing all this stuff and i'm like you know what there's there's just no time in my life for Inktober right now i'm tapping out and this week i'm going to lightbox um which is the, uh, it's like an animation entertainment conference in Pasadena. And there's no way to be doing Inktober drawings the kind I was doing to sustain this thing during that, um, during that, uh, travel period and, and having a table and everything. And so essentially I'm like, I'm done, I'm done with Inktober. Making that, actually making that choice was such a relief and I felt like just this weight taken off of me. And it made me realize, made me question, why should you do a challenge, an art challenge? And why should you or should you not do an art challenge? And that's sort of my question I want to pose to you guys. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you guys, have you ever done an art challenge? And if so, why did you, why did you do it? We'll just kick it off there.
2: My art challenges have been Um, Mm self-imposed. There's always a different reason to do them depending on what you need and where you are. And that's that's my big push when I talk about art challenges with people is that it can't be arbitrary. I mean, even your first reason for doing Inktober in the beginning was a necessity. It was not just like looking for something to draw. It was I want to do this and I want to be better at this. And mm-hmm. here's the prop. And so if I just mm-hmm. set this bar, then that's what I'll do. And that's what you did. And so my challenges have been like that too. Like my early art center, I was way behind, my early college, I was way behind the curve in terms of ability and training. And so my first art challenge ever, I would say, was in school where I had a certain number of paintings that I was going to do that I was not going to judge until I reached that threshold. Mm -hmm. I told myself I'll do, let's say 50 paintings and on the 51st, I'll judge whether I'm bad or or good, but I'm not going to, I'm just going to hammer through those 50 and I'm not just going to do them arbitrarily. I'm going to try on each one of them, Mm
0: -hmm. but I would
2: mark it off and it just took away the sting a little bit of those early days. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then later when I switched over to watercolor, I had the same thing. I was like, I'm going to do 20. I want to learn to do watercolor better. I'm going to do 20 and I'm not going to judge the first 20. And I'm going to see where I am at that point. I wanted to learn watercolor. And, uh, um, you know, the, it doesn't even have to be art challenges. I had, I had, or in terms of making new work, one of the challenges I had when I was in school too was there was a scholarship competition every term. And I was really nervous because I was new to put stuff up and compete with all these people who were, fa- I thought, fantastic artists. And uh, so my goal was every term I put stuff up, I just try my best. And, but it's going on the wall. Yeah. There's no way out of that, and that was mm-hmm. my challenge. So I think they're great for that reason. The problem that I have with them, so that's the pro, um, is they focus you. The, the con is when people are just moving the pen, to be moving the pen. They don't know what else to do, right. everybody's doing it, and all of a sudden they have, they have 30 pretty mediocre pen drawings, didn't really do them any favors. Mm. So that's sort of my take on all of it.
0: Yeah. Will?
1: Yeah. I was going to share my screen really quick. For those that are watching us on YouTube, I did um, I did Inktober once two years ago. Was it two years? Uh-huh. It was two years ago, I think, or three.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I, I'm usually too busy to do right um, art challenges because I have just too many projects going on. And I, I really believe that, you like you like i'm just going to back up lee basically in that you you need to get something from it something specific mhm and you'll get things that you're not even if you're doing it right and you're putting your time and effort into it you'll get things that you didn't expect to get as well but i think you need to have a game plan to go in to either get a product you know like you're going to mm-hmm. use it to make a product so you're double dipping right you're getting the mm-hmm you're getting the social media attention because mm-hmm. we live in this Instagram world, right? Yeah. But you're also getting a product that you can sell either at conventions or on your website or wherever you sell stuff, gallery, whatever. Um, and and so the, what I did was I, I wanted to do this thing so that I could have these characters that I'm showing right now to be able to do something with later on either for licensing mm-hmm. um and i, I can a licensing see your screen
0: show. though can you oh you can't click. did i not share it no
1: dang it there we go there we go so yeah i was gonna i was gonna do this licensing show um right. i already had the licensing show bought and paid for and i was like oh i could make these other characters that will go along with mm-hmm. the little hero characters that i was going to take to the license show the pandemic and these hit.
0: are we're looking at essentially Halloween characters that are non-IP specific, right? So it's right. like a generic Dracula, Dracula yeah. in Will's style, uh, a kid with a, or like a, they're all like the kid, little kid style that Will's got going on. But we've got like a ghost and a a kid in a ski mask. They're really nice. Ho- hockey mask. Hockey mask. Yeah, like a, yeah, like a Jason a type
1: mask. character um
2: nice these are all yeah. so fun
1: so it was going to be a product i still want to be able to sell it um yeah i haven't had the time to do something with it i thought about making a game with them but anyway gonna, i had a, are
2: you going to revisit these in some way
1: yeah if, if 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 the right thing comes along for me to to do but i that licensing show got ruined by the pandemic Mm-hmm. And they had like an online version, which I didn't do because yeah, I would never do the online version. No, 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 no. So that that you know, best laid plans sometimes get messed up. <laughs> what are you going to do? But um, you know, I, like one thing that you might look at, at getting is I want to learn a specific skill. Mm-hmm. I want to practice a specific skill. So maybe you're not making a product or a project. You're just you're just trying to gain a skill but Mm -hmm. the biggest mistake that I see people make is they go in and they don't know they don't have a game plan of what they're going to be able to do for 30 days we're talking about Inktober right
0: well yeah but but also or any 30 day challenge any 30 30 day 30 day art challenge yeah
1: right and so so when they go in without a game when you go in without a game plan I would say a lot of those people I've watched them they peter out because they didn't Mm -hmm. have a game plan right and and, um, for a reason yeah. or reason one, one game plan might be I want I'm not going to work ahead so on these I worked ahead some people have um, you know some people say well that's cheating or it's a, like it's all about your game plan your personal game plan right mm-hmm. like I, I came out with the product that I wanted to come out with but if but maybe a ch- maybe something that somebody wants to gain is I want to be able to to work on my concepting skills so, mm-hmm. every day I'm going to try to come up with a great concept, right? Right? Yeah. And and that will help me. So, I'm not going to work ahead, but every day I have a new concepting challenge and all I care about is, is the idea good? I'm just going to mm-hmm. try to get a good idea. The rendering might not be that important. Right. You need to, you need to come walk away with something that you didn't have before. That, I, I think that should be the goal.
2: That's a, it's right. a good point, Will. It's, it's weird how technical some people get. With rules that are around something that we're totally making up in the first place,
1: right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's completely bizarre. Like you said, like what is the There's no rule that says I couldn't. I could do you know, three drawings a, or, or ink drawings a month throughout the year, and just say I'm going to post those during October. Right. It's still the exact same challenge.
1: Right. It right. does not you did matter. 31 then, drawings.
2: I, right, <laughs> I just so it's so odd that people get so fixated on. I, I oh, know that what's was digital. going on. There. it wasn't an in ink. I mean, I see people yelling at other people. You didn't do it right, yeah. and I just don't understand
0: why there's. These... I think I know what's going on there. Nine times out of ten, the the person who has a, an issue is someone who's more amateur. They're not. They're not uh, bringing a, a level of professionality to. To the challenge or to their work, but a bigger thing is there's this confusion between what's a challenge and what's a contest, mm-hmm. right? And That's so, a contest. Point. There's clear rules. There's clear uh, winners and losers, um, and and uh, and so sometimes people confuse the Inktober challenge or any one of these art challenges with a contest and think, oh, you know, since there are rules for the challenge or guidelines for the challenge. They hold fast to those and think that anybody and then they're mad at everybody because
2: they're doing the hard part. It's kind of like me, like you and I. Saying we're going to enter a marathon, and I'm like, I'm going to enter. I'm just going to go ahead and start running now, and the marathon's (laughs) next week.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, I did did 26 miles over two miles (laughs) uh, over uh, a month over the last year.
2: (laughs) Right, but you're right. That is exactly how they're taking it. Like, wait, you started this race a week early. That doesn't make any sense. And Mm -hmm. I think you're totally right there. It's a good right. And if and if these
0: art challenges did have, um, you know, an awards ceremony that went with them, like here's here's the top, you know, here's the gold winner, here's the silver, here's the bronze. Um, Then, so do you do you think
2: people care too much about what other people are doing anyway? I mean, is that a thing? I think a little that, like, bit. Mind your maybe. own business. Let me do my work. You do your work. <laughs> we'll all do our our own work, and see where we end up.
0: I had to email someone. Someone was asking me some questions the other day, um, and I I replied to him. I was like, think of it more like a health challenge, right? Like if there's no if you if you do a health challenge with a hundred people, like. You don't win for losing the most amount of weight, <laughs> like you right. just are doing it because you want have uh you want to have a healthier body and and it's very unique to you how your health is and if your friend over there loses a hundred pounds, great for them but if you lose a hundred pounds, you know that might be dangerous for you <laughs> like mm-hmm. right. like uh, it's it's more about with this art thing, you know, it, it, this, a, a similar analogy would be like maybe this person is doing 31 beautiful illustrated drawings that they're spending, you know, they've cleared their schedule and they're spending eight hours a day on it. You don't have to match them, be, you know, if that's not going to work for your schedule. And I remember one time I had an assistant who was helping me. Uh, you know, in the studio and coming in a couple times a week, and, and they had a full school load and, and living their life and everything, and they were, like, really getting stressed out about it, October. and they're like, I just don't know how I'm going to fit it in, how I'm going to do this. And I'm like, pause. What's your goal right now? You know, in April, you want to graduate, right? And you want to have your, your senior uh, project. What, what is it? What's it called? There's a specific... Thesis. bFA like yeah your bFA your showcase or whatever you want to be able to do that is this going to help you accomplish those things and he was like yeah actually no it's it's kind of just getting in the way I was like <laughs> then it you don't have to do it it's it doesn't have to be a, a thing that, that you even participate in because it's gonna detract from the things that are really important and so I think that's like a, a good metric for you to to look at what is just like what you guys were saying, is this going to advance something that I'm already working on, something that I'm already focused on mm-hmm. or put me in a better place by the end of it? And if so, then do the challenge. But if not, you could you could just pass on it. Mm-hmm. Love it. And I think, just going back to me, I think I got caught up in that I had to do it, I had to do it, even though it didn't fit with anything else you know, working in my life for the last half of the month because of the surgery and, and the, the, the trip that I'm I'm taking. Mm-hmm. And so I realized I gotta I gotta live by the same sort of standard that I'm expecting other people to live. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to bring that up as a way that it, it, it gets the best of us, right? Not that I'm the best of us, but it, 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 you, you just have to be aware and cognizant of this. Uh, going into it, and you have uh, to
1: you have to triage your responsibilities in your life. I mean, yeah, like I'm falling short on my YouTube uh, channel right now mm-hmm. because oh gosh, I, I got talk about so that, busy man. with projects um, that I I mean my list of things to do is so long. Yeah, and I. I just have to, you know, I you have to edit from the bottom up, right? Mm-hmm. And YouTube had to had to take a back seat, unfortunately. But I, I I need to make those updates. So, you know, you've got to do what you got to do. Are you going to? Are you planning to um, revisit? Because your project is a story, right?
0: Yeah. Let me share so. it really quick. Do you guys want to see?
1: Yeah. Yep. Are you gonna Are you gonna finish it? Even though you might not get it done for Inktober? Uh,
0: that is definitely the plan because i really love what's going on here and i realize this is a backstory for a character that i've already created um that's a fun title by the way sort of just happened yeah lost insomnia so it started out day one the word was dream and i always had this idea that um i always had this dream where you're like falling and it's usually i'm falling i'm somehow on a cliff I'm you know, in Zions or something like that. I'm on a cliff and then I, I'm looking down and it's like way higher than it should be. It's a mile or, or I'm on a bridge but the bridge is somehow over a city or something like that. And I fall and I, immediately I wake up. And so my idea for this was what would happen if you didn't wake up in that dream? What would what would the next scene be? Mm-hmm. And so that was day two. So the, day one is a kid falling, blanket and pillow beside him. He's in his pajamas, and there's like a Manhattan skyline over. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of like
2: uh, this image as a starter reminds me a little bit of a almost a, th- a modern version, sort of a throwback to Maurice... Uh, Syndic into, into the mm-hmm. night kitchen. You remember that book? Yeah, mm. yeah, kind of has that feel.
0: I love that book, really, yeah.
2: really beautiful.
0: That the was back neck. in the day when you could do a bare naked kid in a children's book and nobody cared. Yeah, put a butt <laughs> in it, it didn't matter.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so, um, day two is spiders. He lands in a spider web in this like decrepit alleyway, and there's these giant spiders coming out, and That's uh. Great. And you know, it catches his fall, and then day three, he goes, it's path, he goes underground. He's his blanket is now like this cape uh, on him, and um, he's following this path of lights. Um, day four is Dodge, these two motorcycle guys, zombie guys, you know, catch up with him, they take him to uh, this under I call him the Underseer. And day five is map and he's, you know, offering a map to get out of this this world that he's in, but he has to retrieve something for him. And so he has to go to the Golden Temple, which is day six. And so he's walking into this golden temple. And if you notice, I'm slowly making this character get a little bit older in each drawing. So he starts mm. out as like this this little boy. You know, he's maybe five years old, and By the time he's going to the temple, he looks like he's, you know, eight or nine. And then inside the temple, um, there's this star crystal that he's supposed to retrieve. And he's leaving the temple now on date eight. Day eight, the the thing is toad. The word was toad. So I did like this giant um, Kermit the Frog monster thing. (laughs) And now you see the kid looks like he's maybe 11 or 12 um, I love that then, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. day nine bounce and the the toad's like smashing into the ground and everything's up in the air. Hey, um, I mean, we're at then,
1: Society of Visual Storytelling on YouTube or School. Yeah, sorry, if you, you want to
2: see school, these, school yeah, you should see these. These are, these are amazing. You should see them.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely tune into the YouTube to YouTube channel here. All right, so I wanted to point out something about this one. Uh, And this is why I do love doing Inktober. A, this would not exist if not for Inktober. These prompts, people always ask, like, you know, I come up with the prompts and they're like, did you plan this story out? Like, are these prompts, you know, did you do the story first and then find words to go with it? No, absolutely not. I can't even think of a story yet while I'm doing the prompts. I'm just looking for words that I think are, will inspire imagination and, and are fun to draw and whatnot. And so this story really is coming about because of the prompt. So day 10 is fortune. And I always, when I put fortune into the prompt list, I thought, oh, you know, maybe I'll do like this. If I am doing a story, they'll find a treasure chest or something like that or or a crystal or something like that. But when I came to this day, I thought, you know what? What he really needs now is to be saved and that would be like good fortune. And so I have him, you know, I did a gape, a big mouth, like about to swallow him. And there's this girl riding on a beetle. And I tried so hard to draw like flapping beetle wings uh, with my inclines. I could not get it to work. It just, it looked sloppy and messy and ugly. Oh. And so I gave him like these organic jet engines <laughs> under there. And I, and I thought, this is, um, this is why sometimes your liabilities can turn out to be a strength. You know, I, I that's didn't why not know, know my to...
2: characters have hands anymore. They all have flippers. <laughs> is that a thing?
0: Right. It works, you know? <laughs> okay. So then I'm trying to tone it down a little bit. We've been action packed for all this and we get to wander. And here these two are walking down the beach. Uh, they're falling in love. Day 12 is spicy. Now they're, teenagers late later teenage age and they're at this girl's um yeah. home and she's pouring you know some ramen or something hey wait 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 uh, wait,
2: wait go back go back go back go back yeah I just want to point out you, jake kind of glossed over something and sometimes that happens when we're doing demos or talking about our own work that we don't think something's important and we'll just kind of say one sentence and it's like actually really important what you just said that and we talk about this a lot. We have a we have a class called Children's Book Pro where we talk about the difference between a good singular image and and the, and a good uh, sequential image. And so the fact that you noticed this rhythm of like, so you basically it was all on level ten action-packed yeah. stuff, big dangerous scenarios, big action happening. And then because now these are not singular images; they're part of this sequential pattern you said okay i need to go i need to calm it down just like any song can't be somebody yelling the whole time you have a crescendo and then you have quiet (laughs) moments and then bigger moments and so i just wanted to point it out that if you're doing sequential storytelling you do have to think about where the punches are because the whole book can't be punches
0: Mm, exactly where's the
2: quiet moments where's the big moments so i just wanted to point that out okay go ahead cool
0: um, my whole idea with this too because it's he's lost in this dream world uh, I had a friend he's like I, are you just doing finding Fi- not finding Nemo little Nemo in Slumberland right by Windsor McKay did you guys ever re- see that comic from
2: I'm gonna say yes so I sound <laughs> educated It's one
0: of the one of the most elaborately drawn newspaper comics from like the early 1900s right oh. and Windsor McKay is this phenomenal. Ink artist and and this was when comics were like full pages, remember? Um and what he would do, he he would just had this kid who every night had these crazy dreams. And so he was telling a story in Slumberland, um, with the same kid, and he was always in his pajamas, right? And so, um and I, I always love that thing. You, you gotta look it up. But um I thought, what if we mix Slumberland, little Nemo, or finding Nemo No, there's the there's the fish movie. It's not that. It's <laughs> creeping in. Um, it's Little Nemo and Slumberland. What if you mix that with Akira, uh, Katsuhiro Otomo's Akira, which is like a cyberpunk anime? And so, uh, you know, so every image has a little bit of some weird, oddball like cyberpunkness to it. That's why I added this like tech stuff to, on the roof. All right, and again, you know, I really wanted to lean in hard on. The emotional side of this So day 13 is rise It's nighttime. Mm. They're watching a full moon rise And they're embracing each other Now they look like They're probably in their Early to mid 20s And uh, And uh, You know I'm really happy with This pose And how How this one turned out It It probably looked better in, In color But I was This is why I was like I gotta bring I gotta bring it I can't just The next day do Like you know, a, a thirty-minute scribble. <laughs> but <laughs> at this like... point,
2: you're at this point, you're probably getting way more into it, right? Because you've yeah. built this pattern,
0: and right. you're kind
2: of clear on this on maybe not exactly what the next scene's going to be, but you got the overall pattern going. So you exactly. want to keep it going.
0: Exactly. All right. Now we got to get back to a little more adventure. So day fourteen, castle. They're on. They're they're flying beetles again, and they're flying towards this castle because they got some sort of message they need to be there day 15 is dagger and at this point I'm like what do I want to draw and how can I shoehorn that drawing into what the prompt is mm-hmm. so she has a dagger in her hand and in this image if you're, if you're listening um, they're presenting the star crystal to this griffin and this griffin is half um, android it's like half robot half griffin um, and then there's these dead um, w- like m- monster ogre things on the ground which she is you know she's dispatched and and he's you know presenting uh, presenting the crystal and so um, this one too is like I could not figure out, it originally it was just going to be an eagle and I was like, no, we gotta, we're got we a dream world we got to go fantasy with it, let's make it a griffin I was drawing the griffin, I'm like this isn't feeling right, it's feeling too fantasy so I turned it into a robot and that's that's sort of my uh, go-to if it's not working, turn it into a robot mm-hmm. you can take that to the bank um, and then we get to our last day that I was able to work on it and I combined days 16 and 17 into a double page spread and you know I'll zoom in on this here and um, we have them escaping um, f- it's a flying scene it's you know some it's some good perspective and there's a giant dragon mech uh, chasing after them and and this I was able to finish up the day before the surgery and uh, and call it good I think I think this is a good stopping point it's a, it's a cliffhanger definitely want to come back to this and I think what I'll probably do is continue with the prompts because I like the randomness the prompts are bringing to the story but Mm -hmm. then maybe do these one a week or something like that and and finish this out
1: Hmm. you have a great start it's really fun
2: okay now question Um, so is is the next thing you do with this turning it into a viable product um, could you have a book like this where you actually, I mean, I think the tendency would be, okay, I've got this sort of framework of images, and now you're gonna draw all the panels that go in between them, but I kind of like the viewer kind of piecing together what happens between when this characters are six and when they're 10 and when they're 14. Yeah. Um, Would you think about doing that ever? Like, like say, a 32-page picture book with a brief written description on the side, and just going with the images that you already made, or what's next for this? I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, I keep bouncing back between the thing, the two things. Where um, it's do I do I make it a full comic and add, you know, uh, uh, paneled pages in between each of these stories, and that's a lot of work, and that totally depends on my workload and my schedule. But I think I want to do. I definitely want to do something at the very like the minimum viable product here for this would be to make a zine like something you know fifty pages long combined you know uh, maybe it's perfect bound maybe it's staple bound depending on on what I what I you know how big it is but it'd just be a small thing that I would put in my shop not even do a Kickstarter or anything for it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. The, the next make... level would be to. Flesh it out and sort of turn it into a web comic and have it just continually being updated. I feel bad doing that because I'm the king of starting something and not seeing it through to to and the finish.
2: We all are the kings of that. That's being an artist. I think I think yeah. as an artist, you want to do ten things. You don't do nine of them, but you do do one of them. Yeah, and then that's and that's sort of just how the how the world works. I, I guess the reason I was asking about your comic and the pacing of that is sometimes something wants to be small. And I think our tendency is to always want to make things big. Yeah. And I, I think of something like Chris Van Ellsberg's, uh, the polar express, which was so poetic and nice as a book. It wanted to be a book and they tried yeah. to turn it into a movie and then they had to do all that. They had to fill in all these gaps of, yeah, of add like five more characters. And, uh, yeah. And it just became a mess mm-hmm. and it should have been a book. It shouldn't have been anything else. And there's been a couple of shorts like that too Where where they start out a short film They're great They try to make them a long film Not so great
0: Yeah. I I would love to see Polar Express As like a uh, If Leica did it A stop animated uh, Oh my goodness
2: I mean look at the difference between The two uh, Pinocchios that came out last year Mm -hmm. Did you see both of those?
1: Yeah I saw the one I didn't know about the other one Oh man! Disney oh,
2: so did a remake. Good one.
0: Oh, Disney's <laughs> a and good Guillermo one and a del Toro one. did uh, a stop motion. That's one. the one that I saw. Um, One's a work of art.
2: D- it's terrible. The
0: other one is terrible. The compared. Disney one. One's a work of art, and one is content. Yeah, <laughs> 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 so, that's not not even comparable. Um, but but but. T- uh, let me finish that though. If Leica did it, and they did a forty-five minute um, tale. Right, man. Let's bring yeah. back the 45-minute uh, animated something or other. Dumbo was like, I think, 80 minutes maximum, you know? Well,
2: it's weird it's going the other way, because my, like my mo- I got a text from my mom this morning. She saw that new Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Three and a half hours, plus the previews before it. She was in the theater for four hours.
0: Yeah, that's when I went and saw Avatar. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, it's not uh <laughs>
0: Way of Water. We were. Th- I was like, guys, go to the bathroom now because uh, you're not going to want to get up in the middle. <laughs> yeah. We just we wore diapers. So the Disney Obviously, one, it looks like is
1: the Disney one looks like it's a 3D version of the old Disney one. Is that yeah? Right? That's what they're doing. They're doing okay.
0: uh, live, quote unquote, live action versions of all their animated films. Even though these things are sometimes like Lion King, 100% animated. <laughs> And other times it's like, I'd say 50%, okay. you know, animated. It has Tom Hanks in it too. It's Geppetto, right? So it's got...
2: Dude, he's terrible in that one. Golly. It's got all
0: of the ingredients to be like good. But yeah, it's just a slog. I didn't the, finish it, the honestly. The thing is... On we the didn't
2: det- either. We turned it off and I never do that.
1: <laughs> the, the Del Toro one, we didn't like some of the messaging in there. But
0: anyway, that's a that's another topic. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you told it us to beautiful. watch... The, the del toro one too it was beautiful. i know it, it definitely had some uh some it was just trying to make a point but um i think i i i think you're right though some things do not have to be big they can be 20 pages they can be yeah. uh, you know a, a novella right
2: did you see the little book by um sean tan called uh, eric no huh. oh man it's what? so good it's kind of the the, the epitome of that is is it's a it's a small book i don't even know if it's 32 pages it might be 24 and it's this little weird creature that I'm it comes up. to stay oh, with the family
0: i'm looking at it now
2: you see it, it comes to stay Dude, with a family this
0: is so your thing your jam lee yeah,
2: yeah okay and it's wordless it's just this funny little creature sort of exploring the world he he ends up with his family and at the end he just flies away and that's it. It's awesome. It's like twenty-four. P- it's so entertaining and 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 fun and unique. And it's just a small little snippet. And I, I don't know. It's kind of the epitome this, of going small instead of going big.
0: This illustration style is Will Terry meets Lee White. Ah, it's Will's I can rendering totally style see that. and Lee's subject matter. You know and
2: I I could totally see that. Will we need to team up, amazing. man? If we could yeah. be successful as Sean Tan, it could be Will Will White or Lee Terry.
0: <laughs> his,
1: his, uh, his black and white stuff is magical.
2: Yeah, it's better yeah. Than, the, than the color, in my opinion. But anyway, Although just, just a small stuff, little man. moment. And I would hate it if he tried to make that into, oh, now this little creature has a bully and all the other tropes that go with <laughs> children's book illustration. He just made this one little moment and kept it a little moment. So, I don't know, just a small little moment. They're little, they're little, little
1: artifacts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. he, his, his, um, his drawings. Can I... Great.
0: This reminds me of this article I read in the New York Times. I'm going to share it with you really quick. Um, it was from the Critics Notebook, and uh, Emma Thompson is right. is the title. The word content is rude. And I wanted to read this because I think it applies to what us as artists are going through right now with social media having to like these art challenges that we're doing um, having to like constantly deliver 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 stuff in order to feel like you're staying relevant and being productive so I'm just going to read this initial thing right here because it's a nice setup it says over the this is by Jason Bailey by the way and and we'll link to it Um, I get a free subscription to the New York Times through my library so you should definitely look into that because it's it's been fun to like read stuff like this. Over the past over the past couple of years, I've spent a disproportionate amount of time thinking about the scene from the 1986 Rodney Dangerfield vehicle Back to School. Did you guys ever see that one? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I knew, Lee White, you are a Rodney Dangerfield uh, stan, <laughs> aren't you? I Don't get respect. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. He stars Thornton Mellon, a self-made millionaire entrepreneur who, per the title, returns to finish his university education alongside his freshman son. On the first day of his intro to the business course, Professor Philip Barbe explains that they'll spend the semester creating and running a fictional manufacturing company. um, And he asks, what's the product? Um, The professor snaps back, let's just say they're widgets. What's a widget, asks Mellon. It's a fictional project, Barbet replies. It doesn't matter. And then he says, at some point, a few years back, an unholy union of like-minded tech bros, s- studio suits, media water carriers, and social media personalities settled on their own widget, a catch-all phrase that would both encompass and minimize the various forms of entertainment they touch. Quote, content. And that's what this, this article is about. That word keeps coming up over and over again. Um, who's your favorite content producer? Who, you know, what, what, uh, what, is, you know, what is the content on Instagram? What's the content posted on YouTube, right? To the point now where um, uh, this Writers uh, Guild um, strike when they reached the, uh, the, the end of the, the deal, it, Variety, which is sort of the industry Bible of Hollywood and trying to like, you know, essentially shares all the news with what's going on to it. Um, they said, uh, it says, when the news broke on Sunday night, that the months-long Writer's skills of America strike was coming to an end. Variety, the industry bible, gave this term its most skin-crawling deployment to date, noting that the WG- WGA strike had taken a heavy toll across the content, content industry. So let me ask you guys this. Um, you know, this act, actress, Emma Thompson, says it's a rude word for creative people I know there are students in the audience. You don't want to hear your stories described as content or your acting or your pro- or your producing described as content. That's just like coffee grounds in the sink or, or something. And they call it like content is what you put in a toothpaste tube or in a, a, a couch pillow. It's not <laughs> what you create. Let me ask you guys this. Does this word offend you? Have you even thought about this word at all? And And is this something that creators should even be upset about?
2: I, it's a it's a good point um, that they're making I think and I, I came to that same sort of conclusion when I realized that on Instagram I can do a I can do a 20 hour painting I can do a five minute sketch or I can post a picture of a burrito I had and I'll get the same reaction <laughs> but it's not the same level of effort. <laughs> It's yeah, not
0: thumbs up. It,
2: yeah, that's a yeah, great fire burrito, emoji. Man. Fire emoji. Yeah. Meanwhile, I do a you know twenty hour painting. Yeah. Hey, thumbs up. Same thumbs up that my burrito got. You know what I mean. And so it does. It does feel like my analogy. Well, is let, that we're
0: really quick. Just, is that a sixteen dollar burrito or just a, a a normal burrito?
2: Don't get me sidetracked on a burrito cost because I'll go for thirty minutes talking about that one and tell you right. Okay. <laughs> the cauliflower and a burrito. Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, but yeah I mean it makes me, it make my analogy is I feel like we're shoveling coal in the engine and and as long as we're shoveling coal as long as an image comes out there, you, it, it's a weird sort of box that, that I feel like I have to check. Did I post something to Instagram? Check yes, I did. Who cares what it is And then pretty soon now I'm just feeding that engine mm-hmm. and I don't I'm not really caring whether it's a burrito or a 20 hour painting when really I want to care about the 20 hour painting more than I do the burrito. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's put us in a weird spot where we just have to feed this thing, and I don't know if I'm on board for too much longer
0: with it. It's so hard, right? I know. I uh, I haven't posted for the last week just because life life's been so busy, and I feel that like I feel that anxiety. Like, oh shoot, I'm going to post again. The algorithm's going to say, "Well, where have you been for the last week?" I'm not showing it to anybody. And then I'm, I have to like get on the grind again and post and post and post to get back up to where I, I was before. And that is maybe the most depressing sentence I've said in a long time about <laughs> my career, <laughs> you know? Mm. There's a, a quote at the end of here. Um, it says, uh, where was it? <sighs> yeah, in practical terms, content creator... Neatly accomplishes two things at once. It lets people who make garbage think they're making art, and it tells people who make art that they're making garbage.
2: Wow, that's a great quote.
0: Yeah, that one is the Man. one that was like hit me over the head with a you know like a hammer. Uh, I shared it on Twitter, and that tweet got like over two thousand likes, which is a, a, a hit tweet in my book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I just told people, listen, you're not a content creator, you're a writer who writes stories, you're an artist who makes art. Um and uh, and I shared that quote and so many people were like, Yeah. It's yeah, a weird you know. it's
2: a weird irony that you use that thing that talks about this as content.
0: I know, I was like, This would be great. This would be a great Very content. Meta. <laughs> like are you, 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 you get caught up in that same thing like, Oh, I haven't tweeted, I haven't I haven't, you know. There's that new Threads platform, which people are still using. I uh, think, I think everybody. I go on there, and I'm like, everybody's on here posting because they, uh because they, they feel obligated to post.
1: Right. <laughs> They're trying to beat the algorithm real- and get there <laughs> early. <laughs> right.
0: Hmm. right. So what's the what's what is the solution? You said you might be out, Lee, and Will. You're. You do you have anything? To, to to bring to this as well are you it's a, you don't it's, ever post on Instagram I know
1: it's a double edged sword it's it's I've decided um, yeah I mean I, I think I did the math on that and and realized like I'm not going to live my life to to feed Instagram
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, right and I'm not going to especially not going to feed Instagram with garbage you know if I had if 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 I could slow down time and do a twenty-hour painting every day in an hour, you know, like you know what I mean? If I had yeah. some magical button, oh, I'd be posting on Instagram every day and, and blowing people away. Let me like in uh, introduce does you to,
0: to Midjourney. Well, <laughs> right.
1: Exactly well, I, I wonder. Uh, I
2: wonder if that is what's fueling people's drive for mid-journey because it solves the content problem a little bit if people can mm-hmm. figure out how to use it in a way that works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I have my projects that I'm working on and I have my list of things to do and sometimes Instagram fact is part of that list of things to do. And so and most of the time it's not, it, you know, and so,
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> at the end of the day, I think you got to come down the, the question for me that I keep coming back to, I'm doing a lot of drives back and forth from Breckenridge. It's two hours each way. And uh-huh. so I get a lot of time in the car now, right now. And I, <laughs> so I have a lot of time to think, um, which is, it's fun actually. To st- I can't draw. I can't do anything else. I just get to think. And i uh-huh. been thinking about what is satisfying. And it's an interesting question because if you start gearing your life to what is satisfying, then you actually maybe make content that's more important to you. And like Will said, maybe it's one post a month, but it matters um, versus trying to chase all this stuff and, mm-hmm. and, and be ahead of whatever curve is coming next, like you said, with threads. Um, and so it's a question I keep coming back to. What kind of art do I like to make? Who do I like to make it for? Because the Instagram stuff is frustrating to me, uh, like the social media stuff that we're talking about now, feeding this beast is frustrating. And it, there's a weird kind of sense of nervousness or mania that around that, that it feels like you just got to keep going. Um, and then the publishing industry is also questionable to me because the way the deals are working, the way, the way the whole thing works, like you basically are trying to get something that they want you to make. I mean, my, now I was talking to Will the other day and we were talking that it. I don't want to feel like a, like a short order chef,
0: like, yeah. is, this the,
2: is this the dish that you ordered But and, and get them to buy it because I made something literally to sell
0: because
2: mm-hmm. I thought that they would like it. Not very satisfying. And so I keep coming back to, like, I don't know if I want to give them my work either. I, I think I just want to make work that I like and then see where the market is. Maybe it's self-publishing. Maybe it's an art fair. Maybe I do something else and I just do the art for myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like what's the most satisfying way to live as an artist, as a creative person? And I don't know if it's the direction that we're all going. Yeah.
0: yeah, I've had to give some advice recently to to a couple of people and who are who are starting out. And the thing I keep saying to them is focus on making the absolute best thing you can make. Like if it takes a week to do an illustration, take a week to do an illustration, and and uh, and post that when you're finished, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if it takes a month, have it be a month. But the thing is, is um, if you, even if you're doing something high quality every single day, there is so much uh, attention grabbing stuff out there. It's still going to get swept. You know, swept past you. It's like a you know, living in a fast river that's just roaring by you. There's no way to like take a nice long sip of the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> right. So, but but what happens is, eventually, at some point, you do a really nice piece once a week, or maybe you do really nice piece once a month. At the end of the year, you're gonna have twelve. And, or you're going to have 52 or something like that. That is something that will stop and turn heads. People will, will be, you know, they'll look at the aggregate and be like, oh my gosh, when did you do all this? Oh, I've just been chipping away at it over the year. You know, there'd be a handful, handful of people that, you know, may be following it. But, but you look at like somebody like Matt Rhodes, um, let me bring him up really quick. Uh, how do you spell it? He is a concept artist. Um, Yeah, Matt Rhodes' art. He's a concept artist and he spent like two or three years working on a a book called uh, Telluron. And let me show you what this is. I'm just, if you're on YouTube here, come check it out. He maybe posted one drawing a week. Uh, You know, sometimes he'd take a little break, but he was pretty consistent with it. And you look at this, uh, this isn't even all the drawings, this is just, just some of the drawings mm. here. Um, if you go to, let me see here, let's, let's go to his. Um, oh wait,
2: we can order the, We can order it, let's click on that just real quick, I wanna see what yeah, the price on is. Yeah, let's click on that. And- uh,
0: nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it looks like that page is taking us to a, a, a not, I don't know what's going on with the book, but if you look at these each illustration, multiple characters, uh, multiple. Um, Excuse me. Perspective angles. Uh, there's atmosphere. There's just really, really. It's full color. There's good lighting. Um, this is definitely somebody flexing, right? It reminds
2: mm-hmm. me of, of a cross between you and Kazoo.
0: Yeah, that that would. That's a good, that's a good uh, assessment because I first saw this guy's stuff on Kazoo's um, uh, forum that he had, the Bolt, Bolt City forums. Mm. This was like 15, 20 years ago. And so we all come, we're all drinking from the same well water um, back then. But uh, uh, I just want to point out that this is a massive undertaking. And you look at this here um, as a whole – and you're really impressed with it, and this will make you stop and spend some time with this artist, you know, looking at each one of these things, digging into this story, um, and uh, and that, I think, has a greater impact than possibly him posting these every single week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I just wanted to point out, it, slow and steady is let's, maybe let's the way to on go. His,
2: uh, click on his Instagram. Let's we'll see how many followers he's got. Because you're right, okay. he's made something important. That's the beautiful thing at the end. Mm-hmm. He made something important, 72000 Pretty good.
0: Oh, you can get it on Amazon. Looks like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teleron is now available pre-order on Amazon as well. Okay. Look at this. Someone made a, oh, that's amazing. a model of his character. Like a three D model. It's such a cool design. Wow. That's the other thing is is Daniel Warren Johnson is a comic comic artist, and essentially he just goes all in on making the best graphic novel he can make. And he posts. I mean, he he posts enough to to keep the um, uh, algorithm kind of remembering he, he's there. Uh, Daniel Warren art, but I just want to show you, here's a, here's a guy with, he now has 127,000 followers, but for years and years, he was at like the 7,000, 10,000 follower range. And essentially he's just posting random sketches and whatnot. But his main focus is to come out with a really banger of a, of a, of a graphic novel every year. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, and, and he lets the people who review graphic novels, he lets the fans spread all the word for him. So he doesn't have to lean so much heavy on his social media, uh, being, you know, being the thing that, that gets people, uh, to buy the stuff. That's cool. I think that's, I think that's where it's at. Don't feed, don't feed the, uh, the content machine make right. art just
2: make, make important things that you care about i think that's important that's right hey, let me um i wanted to ask you guys real quick have you heard of um nightshade
1: nightshade like, you mean like uh tomatoes <laughs>
2: <laughs> i just want to talk about
0: um, tomatoes is that right superhero <laughs> isn't that a of Batman's? The Nightshade family?
2: <laughs> all right i'm gonna i'm gonna share in my screen Okay. All right. So I just wanted, this is just a public service announcement. And we talk <laughs> about AI every week. So Night, this is super interesting. This is from a technologyreview.com. Nightshade is new data poisoning tool that lets artists fight Ooh. back against AI. So when you upload your image, or if, if the, uh, you know, say mid-journey crawler scrapes your image, mm-hmm. it infects what it's scraping and messes it up. To the point where it infects the sample.
1: That'll be good for That's about awesome. a week. Pretty a week, cool. And then, yeah, yeah. And then I mean,
2: it's it's a they'll work process. around it. <laughs> but then they'll work around. I mean, it's a kind of a you know tit for tat kind of thing. But it's pretty cool because, like for their example here, Nightshot, nightshade not only infects the word dog if that was your concept that you entered into Midjourney, but it also infects all similar things such as puppy, husky, and wolf. The poison attack also works tangentially on related images. For example, if the model scraped a poison image from the prompt fantasy art, it also uh, messes up the word dragon and a castle from Lord of the Rings. And so you can see, if you're on our YouTube, you'll see I'm sharing this image, but you can kind of see what uh, what it would generate normally and then what the mm-hmm. infected version of it is, and it's a mess. I mean, it's not even usable. And in That's the, incredible
0: thing so we'll look see look at how the it dragon it, it uh <laughs> it's, <nothing. laughs> it's just gravel
2: <laughs> yeah it's just a gravel it looks like there's like a tail or something right there i don't know but um yeah and this first one look at that yeah like fantasy art and it's just like it's almost abstract you can't even understand it's like it a, so it
0: just that the bottom one looks like if marie grand prix was painting eyes closed
2: <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> exactly right <laughs> a good, a good description of it Anyway, we'll see where it goes. Uh, like Will said, you know, it's 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 always moving target, but it's just interesting that there is something that's coming back. So check it out. It's, this one's called Nightshade. There's another one called Glaze, that's yeah, a little glaze. bit different. works works in a different way. But um, so there's 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 ways to fight back against this AI scraper that is you know starting to take all of our images and maybe a way to to change it. I wonder what what is going to happen when enough images get scraped that are weird will mid-journey sort of break down on itself.
0: Yeah, I wonder. You know what? Do you, I'm, I'm going to go to Lightbox this week. Do you want me to report back on any sort of um, uh, stuff that I gleaned from this? Who's doing, who's actually using AI art in their pipeline? You know, how is it being used? I'd like you to know, see all that.
2: All that stuff. I mean, you need to do a reporter in the field. Breakdown. Mm-hmm. So, like, here's what okay. I want to know: What is is there a theme through the content that a lot of people are showing? Because, like, did you just use
0: the word content?
2: I did not say content.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> well, content is, is not a bad word. We're, we've 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 <laughs> changed what content means.
0: Catchy <laughs> <laughs> redhead, right it's infected even you. Lee. Okay. So is there is so, there a theme but, through? So, would Lee? would
1: anybody? Would you guys, if you were using AI in your art, would you? And and somebody like Jake Parker came up to you at Dragon Con. What are you going to Lightbox or something? Yeah, it, Lightbox. And would they would they would you say? Yeah, I use it all the time. Or would and you lie. Uh, I mean, come Listen, on.
0: I'll, I'll, right at the get go, your secret is safe with me. I'm not going to out <laughs> anybody. I just want to know what. What, how people how it's actually impacting the industry. So you were going to say, well, early. Um, what's the common theme across if like, there
2: is a theme? Because we went to CT uh, CTN a, a, a few years back now, thanks. more than a few years back now, and we noticed like the sexy Little Mermaid print as mm-hmm. being like. I, I mean, it was like probably twenty it artists like, sort of the same print. Um, and so I just wonder: is there a theme? To the images that people are making and putting out there, um, how many people will admit to AI, and and and, or maybe you know, is there anybody just doing it without trying to hide it?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Lightbox did say if you have any obvious like AI artwork um, at your booth, um, anything that you're selling that's AI, you know, we have a zero tolerance. They're going to rip it down and probably they tie you up that. and burn you.
2: <laughs> how could they prove that? <laughs> now I want to I mean, go and just bring some just to see if they can find it.
0: I know. Also, this year, I'm going to come back and be like, guys, guys, we got to do Lightbox. It was amazing. And you guys are going to be like, yeah, that's cool. And then the time will come to order a table and or, or do something. You guys, ah, no, never mind. Well, it, let's explain really light,
2: what Lightbox is to the people who haven't heard about it because it's, it's very... <clears throat> Uh, Inside baseball in my opinion
0: Um, Yeah yeah so if you Are a um, It's in Pasadena um, uh, Which is Los Angeles area and it's Essentially a conference For people who are In the entertainment industry in the art Departments so there's a lot Of people who work at the animation studios There's a lot of people who work in film uh, uh, Who do Concept art for film so I know of you know, on oh, video games as well. Um, so it's like those three, animation, film, TV, and, and video games are like the, the, the people that are gathered. And this is like the, the, the cream of the crop who are showcasing, but also um, doing panels, doing demonstrations. So like Lois, she's going to be there. She's doing a demo. Um, Sparth, who's like, if you know, concept art, he's like one of the, uh, lead concept artists for Bungie and, and, and for a lot of these video game projects, he's going to be there doing a demo. You've got, um, you got people like, um, uh, who do we, remember we interviewed, what's his, what's his name a couple of months ago? That guy. I know. The guy from DreamWorks. Yeah. That guy. (laughs) Why can't I? Tom, uh, Thomas. He's your. He was your teacher, Lee. Help me out here. Come on, Lee.
2: What? Uh, Scott Robertson? No. Th- Nathan Fox? We
0: actually interviewed him.
2: Nathan. Thomas. Nathan.
0: <laughs> Why did I, I come with Thomas? Where are you come with Thomas? <laughs> Nathan Fox. I feels yeah. Nathan Fox. I'm sorry, Nathan. <laughs> you know, it's it's the, the 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 lights are in my face right now. I can't I can't think of anything. Anyways, my point is anybody who's any everybody who's anybody usually comes to this thing even from around the world and uh bobby chu started this thing he's put it together he does a good job and half of it is artists tabling and selling prints and stuff like that so you get to meet artists one-on-one and then the other half is these uh presentations that are going on that are happening and i'm um and I'm going to attend. And by the time you're listening to this, I will have returned. So tune in next episode, and I'll give you guys a full report on uh, on Lightbox. Mm-hmm.
2: Very interesting. All
0: right, Can't should we wait. wrap it up? Let's wrap. Probably. Okay. Not
2: like sucker and <laughs> cease. Yes, not like sucker and C's.
0: If you've made it this far, let's uh, drop an emoji in there. Drop a running person emoji because we got to run.
2: I was thinking about a mic. What about a mic? Is there a microphone emoji
0: for the sucker MCs? Yeah, there is a microphone. Let's yeah, do a no, mic. That, let's do that. Scratch that. If you did the running one, we'll know you didn't listen to this far, and, uh,
2: and you won't <laughs> get credit. switch on the yep. emoji.
0: So it's the microphone. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Three Point Perspective is brought to you by SVS Learn. We're becoming a great illustrator starts. Your hosts are Lee White, Will Terry, and Jake Parker. We just want to uh, give a special thanks to those who helped make this, um, this podcast possible. So Daniel Tu, our show producer, special thanks to him. You can find his work at danieltu.co. It's danieltu.co. Special thanks to Keeper of the Curriculum, Austin Shirtliff, our show notes wrangler, Lily Howell, our chief operations officer, Lisa Fott. Now, go draw something.